Welcome to track number 23 of God's Banquet. If the struggle you're facing is slowly replacing your hope with despair, or the process is long and you're losing your song in the night, oh, you can be sure that the Lord hand on you safe and secure he will never abandon you you are his treasure and he finds his pleasure in you he who began a good work in you he who began a good work in you he Began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it. He was start at the work. Will be faithful to complete it in you. Good work in you. 
chapter 14 and we are on God's banquet we are just rounding up the camp this morning amen are you excited about it a certain man made a great supper and invited many people Amen. And he sent his servant at supper time to say, invite the people. Now, he said, come for all things are now ready. Everybody say, we are ready. ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. And the first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground and I must go needs see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. Have me excused. Another said, I married a wife. So that servant came and said to show these things to his Lord. And the master of the house, being angry, said, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes 
of the city, and bring in hither the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the seven said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there is still room for one. Yes, there is room at the cross for you. Sing it, there's room. There is room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. So millions came from the streets and the lanes. So millions have come. There's still room. There is still room for one. Yes, there is room at the cross for you. What is the use of a banquet? That you made so much food and so much provision and still there's room at the cross. There's room for one more soul. Sing it again. There's room at the cross for you. There's room. Though millions have come, there is still room for one. Yes, there is room at the cross for you. Alright. Though millions and millions and millions and millions have come to Jesus, there is room. What is the use of me serving the food because to today we are going to look at what are we going to eat at the banquet but what is the use of going to find out what we are going to eat when there is so much room at the cross for the banquet and the Lord said unto the servant go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Amen. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden, originally invited, shall taste of my supper. Amen. Are you listening to me? Now, What is the key to filling the room or the rooms at the banquet? Amen. Are you listening? Or you are not listening to me? Amen. And today I'm giving you the key and that key is obedience. 
The key of obedience is the key to filling the house and the room that is left. Amen. Why do I say that? Because the master had obedient servants who originally came to the feast to serve food but now had been sent out to go and organize scavenging in the fields. First of all, in decent places. But later on, they were asked to go to more indecent places and places out of the way. And this master had obedient servants who worked for him. And through the obedience of his servant, the house was filled. If you and I were to become more obedient to our Savior and to our Master, we would see the house of God filled and filled to capacity. In the book of Second Kings, chapter twenty-three, the Living Bible, it says, "Let me actually read it out." Are you there? Now, Second Kings chapter twenty three, verse twenty four and twenty five. Josiah got rid of the mediums and the psychics, the household gods and the idols, and every other kind of detestable practice, both in Jerusalem, throughout the land of Judah. He did this in obedience to the laws written in the scroll that Hilkiah, the priest, had found. Amen. Verse 25. Never had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart and soul and strength obeying all the laws of Moses and there has never been a king like him since. Amen. The today's living Bible says no king since the time 
of Josiah has approached his record of obedience. Yeah. No king ever has approached his record of obedience. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, your record of obedience is actually what determines the extent to which we can fulfill God's wish. Because you cannot fulfill God's wish in your way. If foreigners have come to Kenya and the government of Kenya says that all foreigners who come to Kenya should be treated well and should be given good food that they like. And because of that, you get up with your gun and enter the wildlife park and start shooting the impalas and the antelopes and you say that we have been asked to give good food to visitors. Do you think the government of Kenya will be happy with you? Because that is not the way, when they said that, that is not the way they meant for you to feed visitors. By killing these animals. That every day you go and kill some. Just to, because they say they like bush meat. Because you say you want to be kind to visitors. You are killing the wildlife. Somebody, a, a, a white man comes and says, I want to eat rhinoceros. Yeah. One day, I went to a certain country. And there in that country, they were serving crocodile. I went to a restaurant. What a shock. Crocodile was being served at dinner time. Yes. And I was told, we are having fried crocodile with potatoes. Hey! What a shock! I felt hammocked. They were hammocking me in a bad kind of way. <laughs> How many have been hammocked before? They were hammocking me in a bad kind of way. But I had to take some of the fried crocodile and enjoy it. And they told me that the, I can never eat the leg. So they have fried just the tail. Because the leg and other parts will be too hard for my teeth. Yeah. They were hammocking me in a bad kind of way. <laughs> no. I couldn't open my jaw. I couldn't open my jaw. Go for that. <laughs> but as a visitor, I was forced open my jaw and enjoy it. But the point I'm trying to make, my dear friend, is that you do something for somebody, you do it the way he wants it. How he likes it. Or you're not going to get on well 
And so if we want to obey, get on well with our master, and the master says, okay, okay, go to the street. Just go to the street. Then you come back, and you've put on your steward's white, steward's whatever, and he said, no, go to the hedges. Hedges? Hedges? Highways? Far away to the highway. Do you know where the highway is? From here, do you know how far it is to the highway? We went just to the street around now. You say, highway, highway. Do you know where is highway? How do you go to highway? But if you want to get on with the Lord, you cannot get away with it. Amen. You have to do what the person likes in the way the person wants. One day, somebody cooked food for me. And I have told the person how to cook the food, not my wife. So when this gentleman brought the food, he had cooked it the way he wants to cook it. And I turned to him, I said, you are hammocking me. I, I, I feel hammocked. What a shock. No, he didn't tie his bed. He didn't tie his bed. But he couldn't open his jaw. So I said to him, I said, are you, am I doing an exit? Are you trying to? Because I, I have an ability to see certain things. When I first married my wife, you know, when she, when she gave me food, if she didn't cook it, I just said, you didn't cook this food. Even when I see the food, I know that she didn't cook it. You can't hammock me. Just. <laughs> Sometimes she gets people to make some food. He never ever bothered to serve me. Because she has learned that she cannot hammock me. I can't be hammocked. Now this gentleman was new. And he thought he could hammock me in a bad kind of way. But when I tasted, I said, look. This is not that. Like the Bible said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. This is that. I said, this is not that. So after trying to hammock me about five times, I turned to the gentleman and said, I am not having an examination in my house where each one I have to detect it by other methods that you have obeyed, but in your own kind of way. It cannot be an examination. And each time I find you out, and I'll say, is it not this and that? I say, yes, please. You can't hammock me. How many like to be hammocked? No. Tell your neighbor, stop hammocking me. So what I'm saying is that what God wants is something. But He wants it in a way and you have to find yourself doing what he wants, the way he wants to. Now, instead of obeying, 
Christians are finding alternatives in a bad kind of way. There are a lot of alternatives. So I'm going to give you just five alternatives to obeying. <laughs> five alternatives. Yeah. Because instead of obeying the Lord, a lot of people have alternatives. In a bad kind of way. Number one. Fulfilling family obligations is a common alternative to obeying God. Amen. One of the commonest alternatives to obedience to the Lord is looking after the family. Amen. Now, the reason why looking after the family, I will not even call it disobedience, but I'll call it an alternative to obedience. I'm not talking about disobedience. I'm talking about another thing that is an alternative to what God has said. That is not disobedience to the general word of God. But it is disobedience sometimes to a specific word of God. But it is also obedience to a general word. So because of that, it's the best kind of alternative. Because when you bring it up, it's also obedience to God. Has God not said, if a man does not care for his own family, he's worse than an infidel? Yes. Has not the Bible not said, husband, love your wives? Has the Bible not said, wives, submit yourself to your own? Has the Bible not even said, wives should love their husbands? Has the Bible not said that women should stay at home and guide the house? There are more scriptures that teach us about the family. So I'm not talking, it, it is not obedient. If it was disobedient, you say that, well, the Lord said you should read your Bible and you are not reading your Bible. You are reading other books. That would be maybe disobedience. Instead of taking in the word, then we call it disobedience. But these are things which are alternatives to something where God says, go to Kenya, and instead of going to Kenya, you say that your mother or your father or your grandmother or your child or your auntie or your this or your that. And you say, because the Bible says, a man should provide for his own house. And then nobody can talk again. That is the end of it. So it is one of the commonly deployed tools of people who don't want to obey God. Just come up with a good family option. And that's why Jesus encountered it all the time. People who don't want to obey God often mention and use the family and give themselves a side road to move on. With the scripture. When the Israelites didn't want to obey Lord, they used, the, Lord, they used their children as the reason. They said that our children will die in the wilderness. The children cannot stand the heat. And let me tell you, Israel, huh? Israel and that area, when you talk about the, the sun, 
I've been to Israel, and I've been to Israel at the wrong time before. Which is in the heat of the day. The, the, the time when the weather is hot. You wouldn't want to be found in that heat. Although I've experienced heat, I've not experienced that kind of heat. So when you are taking your children, you just come to Moses and say, Moses, look at, look at it. They are dying. It's dying of, they can't stand this kind of journey. We need to go back to Egypt. And they used their children. And God got so angry. You see, the thing about God is that He has x-ray eyes. God can see into your room. <laughs> God can see into your heart. God can just... The Bible says the word of God get, reaches down to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. But we, you, you just say something to you, you lie to me. You tell another person a different thing. You say this one. You say that. You just hammocking me in a bad kind of... So you continue to hammock us all the time. Yeah, because we are just human beings. I mean, I've had Christians tell me lies so much. One time, somebody told me lies, and then when I found out that I've been hammocked, <laughs> when I found out that I've been hammocked, in a bad kind of way, I sat down on the floor and laughed at myself. <laughs> because I found it so, you want to make me shame. Is it correct? Is that how you say? You're making me shame. Making me shame. Tell somebody, you're making me shame. You're making the pastor shame. You're making a pastor shame. I realize I've been totally, completely hammocked. In a bad kind of way. So I sat on the floor like this. And I laughed. <laughs> I laughed at myself. Because you can't take yourself too seriously. Oh, yeah. You're a human being. And when you've been hammocked in a bad kind of way, you, you, you take it like that. You're there? Why are you there? I tie your face. You can't open your jaw and laugh. Open your jaw and laugh, man. Oh, yeah. That's for me. I'm just a man. You just say something, say something else. And I believe you. And the more truthful a person is, the more he's easy to deceive. Because he's not used to lies. You can easily hammock him. When a person is used to lies, when he says something, you know that he's lying. But somebody who's not used to lies, who cannot easily believe that he can, somebody can lie like that. In fact, recently... I started to study criminals. Yeah. And, and, and there was only one reason. Because I started to study criminals and, I mean, the cases by which they were led to court and how they denied and everything. And it was, it was a very important study for me because I'm not used to the lies. I'm not used to somebody is saying something clearly it's a lie and it's even angry <laughs> even blasting you and threatening you yeah you're not accepting the lies I'm telling you stupid stupid I play table tennis with you so I said look I have to study crime channel 
so that I can see and it can help me to remember how people come with a plain face. Hey! One day, I met a criminal. And he told me the crimes he has committed. And he told me, he said, I've committed ultimate crimes. So when he mentioned a particular ultimate, I said, because I love to ask certain questions. I said, how many times have you committed this ultimate crime? <laughs> he just said, look, look. Too much. Many. So I said, wow. Then I said, have you been to prison before? He said, I've never been to prison. I said, really? He said, all my friends have been to prison. So I said, why? He said, have you been arrested? I've been arrested many times. But he said, you see, my face, my faith. No, he said, my faith is the police always believe me when I lie. <laughs> when I lie, they believe me. He said, in court, they always believe me when I lie. I've lied my way out many times. It's an ability. I lied my way out again and again. Yes, and he hammered the judges, hammered the policemen, hammered everybody. No one had been able to catch him. In a bad kind of way. Hey! And some of you, you've been hammocking people in a bad kind of way. Hey! One day, a certain brother, he got married to his virgin Atlantic. He said, oh, sweetie, mm, I love you, baby. Hi, pretty. I miss you, pa. It's not, my, it's not been the same without you, Kra, all these years. Antina, I know that I love you, pa. It's not been the same without you. So he started to kiss his wife. Everybody say, Hey! Then he started getting deeper into deeper things of marriage because they have finished the wedding in the afternoon. Hey! They did a balcony kiss. Where's the sister? Where's the sister? Aha. We are taking a picture after. Eh? What is that? It's raining? Oh. Should they hammock us in a bag? I will tell you a story about what? Virgin. A brother who married a virgin Atlantic. So as he was getting deeper, nah, another nah. <laughs> By the time he, they finish everything that is done in the nuptial inner court, he lay down to sleep and put on his pajamas and <laughs> and turn around to the other side. As he was Thinking about his experience. He thought to himself. I've heard. Other people. Who have married virgin. Virgin Atlantics. Or virgin Antarctica. 
Some have even gone for honeymoon and returned and have not been able to break through. In a bad kind of way. Yeah. And he said, ah. Some go and when they come back from Virgin Antarctica, they will be crying after the first night. They will be crying. Some will be saying, Ajay. Some will say, ouch. In a bad kind of way. They can't open a jaw in the nuptial court. <laughs> so how come it was so easy? For me, with my virgin Antarctica. Lord mm. knowing it was an LP that he acquired. What a shock! It was an LP. Yeah. And then the brother realized that he had been deceived. He had been hammocked in a bag. As he had turned to this direction. And he was thinking how easy it has been. It has been too easy. There was no resistance. He realized I have been hammocked. In a bad kind of way. Yeah. Hey. Are you listening to me? And this was a man of God. But a man of God is a man. So you can deceive him. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying because, because I'm trying to say that you can't do that with God. Because God has x-ray eyes. So when you tell God, my children, God is not impressed. When you say, my children, my children, my children will die. That's why God got so angry and killed all of them. But you and I, when you tell us it's your children, we are hammocked. That's why one day I sat down and laughed at myself. I realized I'm a man. You can deceive me because I'm a man. Unless the Holy Spirit shows me. Do you want to come inside? Come inside. You can sit right here. And uh, some chairs inside. There's a chair sit by you. Just lift your right hand. Glory to God. Why don't you guys come forward? One step. Glory to God, baby.
wonderful banquet. Oh yeah, everyone on earth has got to be there. Can you settle down? I'm waiting for you to continue. Settle down. I'm just waiting for you so I can continue. You can go without salvation. Oh, God has called us to his banquet. Oh, yes. You can go without salvation.
That is why Jesus had a very apparently harsh response to people whenever they spoke about their family things, sometimes. Another said to him, follow me. He said to another, follow me. But the man said, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury the dead. That was his response. You would think that this man has no feeling. Somebody's father has died. The person who has looked after you, the Bible says, honor your father. He's the last honor you can do for your father. And when you tell him that he's going to bury his father, Jesus give you a kind of backhand smash. Because you see, he sees through your heart and know that it's just, it's just, a, it's just an alternative. It's obedience. So you come and, and all these alternatives are mentioned in the Bible. And often family is a clever and a good way to keep yourself from really obeying the Lord. So my husband did, my this did, my dad that, my child did, my dad that, whatever. Another also said, I will follow you, but first, permit me to say goodbye to those at home. And immediately Jesus said, no one, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for my kingdom. So you see, many times, family and friends are the reason why we do not obey the Lord. Amen. Amen. Number two, listening to your wife is another common alternative to obeying God. God says something that your wife also says. Now, the Bible says, submit yourself one to another. That means that you sometimes a husband must submit to his wife. Because the Bible says, submit to one another. So the Bible says, husbands, love your wife. Wives, submit to your husband. But there is also a scripture which says, submit to one another. That means that there are times that husbands should be wise enough to listen to your wife. Listen to what she's saying. Sometimes your wife will better guide you and better help you and advise you than anybody else. And it is in the Bible to listen to wives. I'm giving you the scripture for that. If you are a wife and you want to let your husband listen to you, just go to Ephesians or wherever it is and use that scripture. Submit yourself one to another. Yeah. If you need any scripture for your husband to be submissive. Alright, you can have that scripture as your last kalu. You keep it in your pocket and then you bring it out whenever necessary. Yeah. Alright, so it's biblical. It's biblical to listen to your wife. But, when God has told you something and then you are now using this scripture generally to submit yourself, are you listening to me? To your wife. This is what Adam did. God said, don't eat this. And the wife said, have some apple, baby, honey. She came to Adam and said, what? And another one. That is an alternative. I'm not talking about disobedience. I'm talking about altobedience. Altobedience. <laughs> Between obedience and disobedience is altobedience, and it is not obedience. And it's a good thing usually. It's biblical. It's biblical. Uh, many times I've listened to my wife. In fact, I've had to believe that my wife is not God. 
I've had to educate myself because my wife is angelic. Her face is angelic. That's one of the things I was attracted to her by her beautiful angelic face. And her gentle disposition. And her calmness. I have had to educate myself. She's not God. 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 I believe she's not God in Jesus' name. I believe she's not God in Jesus' name. I believe she is not God. She is not God. She is not God. Yeah, it's just because when you see something in general, you see that every sin that you have, the person doesn't have that. He said, Oh, why don't you submit yourself? Yeah. So it takes a lot when you are a man of authority to actually believe that the person is not God. And Adam, when his wife came, said, And the first will love me. And there's another one. Husband, love your wife. So it's like just love her, love her. Be kind, love her. Didn't the Bible say love your husband, love your wife? Look at how she's crying. <laughs> but there are times, husband, when you see your wife coming, you should turn away and just go and do something else. There are times. But it takes a lot of confidence and a lot of faith and a lot of spirituality and a lot of high level spirituality to be able to realize that this cry is witchcraft. Yeah. But I tell you, he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judge of no man. But it takes a certain level. But a normal Christian, oh, when they start crying, oh, <laughs> I feel so sorry. You know, when somebody cries, you know, you just feel sorry for the person. One day, I went to a funeral. And up until that point, nobody was crying. Then here came a child and started crying in a way because his mother was dead. And the child cried in a way with hiccups. <laughs> like this. <laughs> hey! As we were, all of us started crying. We were standing, none of us were crying. That is when we started crying. Because when somebody cries, it moves you. He said, I want mommy to wake up. I want mommy to wake up. We all started, we were in a row like we just started. I was standing there holding the coffin. There was no tears in my eyes from that moment onwards. There was tears in my eyes. We all started to cry. That is how tears are. It moves. So there are people who are specialist criers. They will be talking to you. <laughs> but then you will realize that this one, the tear can come and another thing can come in the next moment. So after some time, realize that, hey, it's a trick. It's a trick. You realize they are hammocking you. And before you realize you've been, you've been hammocked. You've been hammocked. In a bad kind of way. <laughs> what a shock. So, obedience. Yes. So, you may go on the mission field and your, and your wife will say, Are you sure? You need strong. You finish your meeting, your wife will whisper certain things. Look, I'll tell you, if you are a good husband, eh, you always want to please your wife. I always want to please my wife. 
Anyone that had a meeting with her, I said, I asked, if you die, what should I do? I said, I need your advice. Because I, if you were to be dead now, I would, I, would, I would be looking for, so what should I do? What should I do? Hey! So I had the meeting that discussed, if I'm to die, what, what, if you are to die, what should I do? What should I do next? What's the next step to take? Yeah. Any good husband, you are interested in your wife's opinion. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I look at, I'll look at my wife to see whether she approves. Yeah. One day, Ida was singing a song. And she asked, are you sure that people enjoy this kind of song? So at that moment, I have to relieve myself from every pressure. So I tie my feet. And there we are. I said, Ida is going to open a jaw and sing that same song. So you have to recognize when this one is not the Lord who is telling you. <laughs> it's a woman, you woman. You woman. Is that with me? Can't open your jaw? So, look, it's not my message. It's just a... Quickly, quickly. Alternatives. Alternatives. Abraham is another person who did that. Instead of obeying God, Bible says, and Abraham hearkened unto the voice of his wife Sarah. And look at Osama Bin Laden and all these people. Number three, raising money in the name of God and bringing money to the church is a common alternative. It's also alt-obedience. Saul fell into it. He said, oh, I'm going to work and bring money. <laughs> Pastor, the Lord will use me to bring money to the house of the Lord. I'm going to rear cashew nuts. I've got a farm of cocoa and cashew nuts. When I do my export, import-export business, combined with my small-scale gold mining by the riverside, it should yield great dividends. One day I saw a certain guy, he had a Cherokee jeep, and he said, I'm going into cashew nut farming. I have fields all over. And I'm going to bring money to the house of the Lord. I said, wow. He came to the church and married those people who greet. <laughs> those who say hello to visitors. Uh-huh. The fair, the leader. And as he was marrying her, this is the promise that he made. So we at that time, we had no experience. So we also released her. I've never seen either her, the Cherokee Jeep, or the cashew nuts, or the money that he said he was going to bring up till today. So up till today, when I share that, when I share that thing, so we are going to work and we are going to bring money, it sounds like uh, what? It sounds like what? I've been hammocked up till today. My leader of first time greeters is gone. Kashuna gone. Cherokee Jeep it was in my car park gone. Money they were bringing gone. I've been what? Hammocked in a what? Bad kind of way. Bad. <laughs> Recently, another brother came and he said that 
I'm also going to do cashew nut. And when I heard the cashew nut, I said, Lord, another cashew nut is coming to the church. So I'm, I'm watching that cashew nut carefully. Because I've seen one before. This same cashew nut. And I believe God that this time, I will seek the cashew nut and the money. And the, the, I don't know what guy he's using. So, God told him, kill the people. Instead of killing the people, he, got, he, he went and collected all the money and brought it for sacrifice. And he said, Wherefore then did thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but thou didst fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Number five. Number four. Number four. Showing compassion to people is a common alternative to obeying the word of the Lord. Amen. How many want to obey the word of the Lord? Are you ready to obey the word of the Lord? Amen. Now, in Joshua, the Bible says Joshua came and cut off the Anakims from the mountains from Hebron, amen, from Debir Anab. And there was Joshua destroyed them. There was none left. None left. Except God had told him, kill all. But he came and left. He had compassion on those only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. These three places he showed mercy. Because he was what? Kinder than God. Because he was what? Kinder than God. Because he was, he was merciful, more merciful than God. Because he was more loving than God. He loved the people of God. Now, these three towns are the three towns from which came, number one, Goliath of Gath. Gaza produced Delilah. And Ashdod produced the God temple of Dagon, where they took the, the Ark of the Covenant and brought it to Dagon in Ashdod. The Bible says, and the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer, from Ebenezer, to Ashdod. Hey! Because of what? Joshua's mercy. He was kinder than God. God said, and is it not in the Bible to be kind? Is it not in the Bible to be merciful? That's why I say it's also obedience. It's like you, God says this, and you also do another thing. It's not disobedience from the general word, but it is disobedience to the specific thing, and it is an alternative. Clever. You say it clever. You say, oh, I'm, I'm kind. I'm, I'm, I'm loving. Wow. So I'm into orphanages. I'm into uh, children helping. I'm into helping smokers. I'm happy. When God said, go out and reach the, preach the gospel to my destiny, you have to special say, oh no, I am into a school for, for handicapped. Old people's homes. I got a rehab. The last one. Making sacrifices which God has not asked for. God has not asked you sometimes, God has not asked you to give up your life. Give up your job. 
give up this. But you, you are giving it up because you, 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 you are more obedient even than God himself. More sacrificial. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 11, the Bible says, To what purpose? To what purpose is the multitudes of your sacrifices unto me? To what? It's useless. Kaboom. One day I was with Pastor Big Daddy. And I put him in my car for a journey. And I told him, There is no lay pastor more sacrificial than you. Always making sacrifices. So as we drove, I think around Koforidwa or somewhere on the road, I told him that all your sacrifice is that you are trying to compensate God for disobeying. <laughs> that is why that is why even you are in the car. Because anything I ask you to do, you will do. There's not you don't have anything as if you don't work. But instead of giving yourself to work for Jesus, you want to be a lay pastor and be the most sacrificial person. And you see, if God has told you, give up your life, the Bible said, to what purpose is your multitude of sacrifice? I don't need it. I don't need it. God doesn't need anything from anybody. I've learned not to need anything from anybody. When Pastor Obi was coming to Kenya, he used to be the person who gives me venison. Sacrifices, offerings. If I go to London, he will come to me with an envelope. All the others will be looking at me, giving me cards. But he will come with an envelope with venison. The highest and biggest. And I was, oh, this will be something good for the church, especially for me. If he can stay in London and then bring money to the church in London. Because he was a successful businessman. He was successful. The business he was doing was working. So sometimes you say, when, when he's there, but you see, when the Lord convicted him, and Lord said, I don't need your money. I don't need you to honor my man of God with any money. I don't need it. I need you. I said, Lord, take 2,000 pounds, please. And if you cannot mention this subject again, if you can take this 2,000, be quiet. Lord, can you take this 2,000? Which person has given 2,000 pounds before? Please take this 2,000. Or I can make it 5,000 even, if you like. <laughs> God said, what, to what purpose is your multitude of your sacrifice? You see, when you are following God, then you can easily become over God. Even you are more compassionate. You love family more than God. You know more about marriage. That's a question that irritates me more. Do you have time for your family? Do you, do you, so do you have time for this? Do you, do you, how do you get time? To, it irritates me more because behind that question is a mind. It's a mind that you... Are you, are you sure you are not neglecting your family? You are not obeying the word of God. This aspect of the word of God. is that like, why don't you obey your, the, uh, that and... Take care of your family and not do the ministry. That's what they are actually trying to say. That question usually has that spirit behind it. That is why it provokes that. That question comes from that spirit. That's what they are actually asking. Do you have time for your children? Go and ask my children. 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 Who does homework with them? 
who does exams with them, who wake up in the night to do, uh, 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 learn what is the longest river in Africa, how to make Kontom rescue. It's a question that comes, and it came. If I have not insisted, you would not have known the answer to that question. How do you make Kontom rescue? Essay, that's the essay that came. Do you have time for your family? What do you mean? You will try to hammock me. How many realize there are a lot of hammockers around? Ask your neighbor, are you a hammocker? Amen? Are you hammocking? It's a bad idea. One day I was fasting and I said, Lord, Kill yourself for Jesus. I'm going to die for you today. Hey, I was fasting. Me, I could fast too. One day I went to school, the whole term. No eating. Three days. In fact, I was so used to fasting that I always fast when I'm doing exams. When I'm writing, I don't eat. It was later that I read in my physiology book that the brain uses glucose. Glucose is the new, new sugar that comes into you. Ketones are when you fast and the brain doesn't use it. But I fasted for all my exams. I used ketones to write A-level, O-level, all this. No, no glucose. Dry fasting. Not that, not that I was fast, but I'm, up till today I'm used to not eating. Like I was telling, when, when, when we came the first day, I had not eaten. When we got to the church, I said, I said look, I want to just leave now. I have, yeah, I have not eaten. When I got here and I came to the village, I don't, I mean, I just didn't eat. I, it's not, and I don't feel hungry and I'm not sacrificing. But I, I was used to it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can be here like that. I would drink coffee. I fast with coffee. Coffee would take me alert. And I'll be there. Yeah. One day, One day. I was fasting. It has happened to me more than once. But I remember the first time it happened to me. And I collapsed. Now there was nobody with me. And I was alone somewhere. And I was lying. I said, Lord, save me. Save me. And I heard the angel of the Lord who has asked you to do all these things? Who has asked you to do all this? Wow. Eh? Who has asked you to do all this? What a shock! Hey! What a shock! <laughs> to what purpose? I was about to die. Another time I went to the toilet. I thought I was in the toilet. Before I realized I collapsed. Nobody knew where nobody knew where I was. Hmm. And I said, "What are you doing? Have I? What, what are you doing?" You see, sometimes we are more spiritual, more compassionate, more kinder, more 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 giving of more money to help God, more than even God Himself. More loving of families and children and wives and husbands. <laughs> hey. It is not amazing. 
and, and the reason we are doing that is because the specific thing God said do, that is what you don't want to do. It's an alternative to obedience. Ladies and gentlemen, when you can overcome these five alternatives, then you can hear the Lord's invitation. And it says, come to the banquet. Come now, for all things are ready. And when you get to the banquet, you will be so excited at the kind of food. Are you ready for the kind of food? That you want to open your jaw? Want to open your jaw? Are you ready for the menu? We, we don't have much time, so I'll just give you the menu, the list, a la carte menu. God has called us to his banquet. You, you are going to miss this song. So you better enjoy it. God has called us to his banquet. You can't go without salvation. There was a certain man who made a great banquet. You may sit down if you wish. Fighting many people. You may stand if you wish. To the feast. Oh, yeah. He sent his servants out when the feast was ready. Ooh, yeah. Come now to the feast. It's a wonderful banquet. With one accord, they made up excuses, many excuses. Sorry, I just can't come to your wonderful banquet. Oh, 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 God has called us to his banquet. Oh, yeah, you can't go without salvation. The first one said to him, I bought me some new land. Oh, 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 oh. I need to go right now to look at the land. Oh, yeah. I'll build my mansion there, right on the new land. Ooh, ah, ah. Sorry, I just can't come to your wonderful banquet. Ah, 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 God. His banquet, yeah, yeah. You can't go without salvation. Oh. Another said to him, I bought me some oxen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go right now and look at my oxen. Oh, yeah. God has called. Us to his banquet, oh, and you can't go without salvation. Another said to him, I married a new wife, my sweet little baby. She's such a beautiful lady, I can't leave her now. No, 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 yeah, yeah, God has called. Back away. 
Amen. All right, sit down. What kind of garment are you going to wear? Number one, shiny garment. Number two, anointed garment. Number three, garments of praise. Number four, linen garments. Number five, inherited garments. Number six, garments of war. Hey, and when you go to war, what is your aim? To gain public opinion through great victories by, by entering your enemy's capital cities. Wow. Occupying the enemy's capital cities. Gain public opinion. Shamagayambus. <laughs> that is why George Bush made the American troops enter the capital of Iraq, Baghdad, gain through great victories through the desert and through their campaign, and bring down the statue of Saddam Hussein and enter his palaces, take photographs, and gain public opinion through great victories. By occupying and entering the enemy's capital cities. That is what it means to, to wage war. Wow. And what other garment are you going to wear? The garment? Blood sprinkled garment. What other garments? Garment of salvation. And what else? Garment of vengeance. And what else? And zeal. Now, what are we going to eat at the banquet? Number one, we are going to enjoy some fresh milk. Wow. Fresh milk. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Wow. How many love milk? Do you love some fresh milk? Fresh milk from a cow or fresh milk from whatever. We are going to enjoy some fresh milk. Number two, at this great feast, we are going to enjoy some good bread. You know, when you go to a restaurant, you have some bread served to you. How many love bread? Fat people usually love bread. Amen. And Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 50, He said, This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread... He shall live forever. And the bread that I shall give him is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Hallelujah. How many love the banquet already? How many love the milk? Say, I love the milk. At the banquet. Say, I love the bread. This is going to be the type of bread you love. Yes. You're going to enjoy the bread. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. We are going to be with Jesus. We're going to enjoy. When you come to God and you serve God, you have the bread of life in your life. When you go, God invites you, come to me. He's inviting you to the table. Come to the bread of life. Come to what is going to sustain you. After you've had some bread, you go it in stages. 
Shabaya. We have some meat. How many love some meat? Do you love kebabs? Do you love meat? Grill, fried, whatever. You ask the waiter, can I have it fried? Can I have it? Yamachoma. What is Yamachoma? Roasted. Wow. Wow. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. But strong meat, hey, this is going to be strong. Strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. The grown-ups at the banquet will have some meat. And if you are a child, you stay with the milk and the bread. Everybody will have something at this banquet. Wow, it's a beautiful banquet. It's a beautiful banquet. I need you by my side, baby. It's a beautiful banquet. Is it a beautiful banquet? Wow, you got to give us a song about a meal, you know, what we're going to eat. Something, you know. Go right, I got. Hey, listen. Tell somebody, I love meat. And I've been invited to a banquet. There's a lot of meat at this banquet. So I've decided to go for this banquet. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Do you love me? Amen. Now, whilst you are enjoying the meat, some of it may get stuck in your throat. So you may need some water. So there's going to be water at this beautiful banquet. Wow. And Jesus is promising us water. But whosoever drinketh of the waters that I shall give him shall never thirst again. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Revelation chapter 22 verse 17. Come and let him that is a test come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. This is the great invitation in the last book of the Bible. Come, let him who is a test come and let him take of the water of life freely. Freely. You cannot afford when the rich man in hell will be crying for one drop of water. There will be a banquet on the other side. Where freely there will be water flowing to quench your thirst, the water of life. When they will be crying for, can I have a drop of water? What? I'm going for the banquet. I said I'm going for that banquet. I said I'm going for the banquet. Wow. How many are already enjoying when you listen to the menu, you have more than enough. Now, there are going to be some special drinks. How many know that whenever you go, there's water, but there are some special drinks. Shabaya. Now, at this banquet, there's going to be some wine. Give a lot of shot for some wine. Woo! Are you excited about the wine? In Matthew 26, he took the cup filled with wine. And he gave thanks and he said, and he gave it to them and he said, Drink ye all of it. He gave them wine. Drink ye all of it. This is my blood in the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of the sins of many. Drinks. 
That's why they wake up becoming say, What will you drink? Palm wine, red wine, white wine, blue wine. What kind of wine? What kind of drinks will you have, sir? They will be calling you sir, sir. Somebody like you and somebody like me. They are calling you sir. Hey. What do you what do you have? What would you drink? Heavenly wine. The blood of Jesus will be sprinkled all over us. People will ask about this guy. Oh, well, this guy come here. <laughs> you just take your glass of wine. <sighs> this cup, this wine, this is my blood, which is shed for the remission. So when you come to Jesus, you come to the word of God, the milk of the word. You enjoy the bread of life. Wow, you have some meat. Grilled, fried, choma, barbecue, roasted, whatever. Amen. Then you have some special drinks, some wine, some water to wash down in case one of the meat, one of the meat got stuck. You have some water to. But after washing, you need a special drink. And that is when. And now as you are getting to the end of the banquet, we need some dessert. How many enjoy dessert? Some fruits. Some fruits are healthy. Dessert of some fruits at this wonderful banquet. Wow. And so when you come to the Lord, you enjoy the fruits of the Spirit. But the Holy Ghost is going to be there with fruits. From the tree of life. And the fruits. Who is the nicest part. You'll be having this fruit. Joy. Love. Peace. Gentleness. Long suffering. All these will be nice. So nice. Wow. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering for such a wonderful banquet that he has prepared for us. And so when God is inviting you. You may think you know he's calling you to suffer. To die, to lose, but not knowing that he had prepared a wonderful banquet. God has called us to his banquet. You can't go without salvation. You can't go. Oh, God has called us to his banquet. You can't go without salvation. God has prepared a feast and a banquet. Every one of you will dance and rejoice. All you need to do is work for the Lord. Are you going to work for the Lord? Working every day as hard as you can. How many are looking forward to the milk? God has called us to his banquet. Mm, fresh and You can't go without salvation. I cannot wait mm. to go for that banquet. Wow. Oh, Everybody say, me too, me too. Dining with the king. Dining. King of kings. Woo. Oh, you can 
me at the wonderful banquet. Can I have some of your meat? Yes, you can. Obey the call of God. Uh-huh. Serve the Lord. Reach out to sinners. Are we going to reach out and obey? Night is coming soon. No one can work. Ooh, yeah. What are you waiting for? Oh. Rise up and do it. Do it, brother. Your only chance is now to serve the Lord. for your word. Lift your hand, everybody. Thank you for the preparing us for this wonderful banquet. We thank you. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the great blessing. Just thank God for this wonderful banquet that has been prepared for you. For you, for me. This great invitation. This great invitation. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Manjain dala masang dala makamba dala manamba dala baban. Parondo semedele makapara dala manam. Yes, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for the great blessing you've given to us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Bow down your head for a moment. If you are here today, you are not a born again Christian. Maybe somebody invited you here. Listen, you need to be ready for the banquet. You can't go without salvation. If you are here, you don't know Jesus. Lift your right hand. I'm, I'm going to take time to pray for you and pray with you. You are here. I want to know Jesus. I want to be born again. Lift your hand very high above your head so I can see if you are here like that. God bless you. Lift it up high so that I know if you are here. All right. Father, thank you so much for salvation. So precious. So important. So beautiful. So vital. So great. We are thankful. May we be used as vessels to bring this great banquet to many, many people. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We are going to receive our offering now. Amen. Yeah. We are going to receive our offering now. And then after that we will have communion and then we are done. So now I want us to receive our offering. So take out your offering. And um, I want to get ten people who are going to give an amount of money to help our building of our Nairobi Cathedral. Amen. And we are hoping to dedicate it soon. Amen. Are you excited about that? We need to finish with Nairobi so that we can move on to other cities and build churches in all those places. We are entering the capital cities of our enemy and occupying them. Gaining public opinion for Jesus. How many want Jesus to be in the public eye? Jesus has a good salvation has come to people. They know about Jesus. Amen. So I want us to give our today's offerings a special, you know, as we are here, they are not having service over there and so on. So it affects a lot of things financially. It costs a lot for us to be here. So I really don't want you to be uh, some way about your offering. There are a lot of expenses and bills that I, I don't want to embarrass you by talking about them. But I just want us all to be uh, generous. Amen. And I want to believe God for ten people. All right, you take out your offering first of all. Ten people, but first of all, take out your offering and give me ten envelopes. We hope you have been blessed and transformed by this camp. To get the most out of it, you will need to listen to it over and over again. Make sure you listen to all the other camps in the Macanay. Don't forget to stop by our website at www.dagewoodmills.org. Here, you can download other messages, videos, and find out about all the books and other resources available by Dag Mills. May God bless you and your ministry.